here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Robin McCarran. He is sounding off, drunk, in the middle of the road in a snowstorm, wherever he is. Jeff Hawkins. They give him a big middle finger! <laughs> You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Robin McCarran and Jeff Hawkins. I honestly would have rather gotten a DUI tonight. Wow. People can't even walk the street because they never know who in the world they're going to be for that lean, mean, mean green. The OJs, for the love of money. Yes, we bring back the oldie for the Money in the Bank previews, which is this week, by the way. For the record, I prefer Tanahashi Naito to Okada Omega. And for New Japan, I'm getting Billy Gunn. I'm sure Rob wants to go there. But if he doesn't, we'll always have Twitter. It's the uh, it's the final thing on the checklist. <laughs> Somehow I knew it. Um, this week, an awesome Samoa Joe Brock Lesnar brawl and not much else. John Cena is back, and he's a free agent on Raw. And yeah, I think you should read a little bit something into that. Bailey and Sammy, I'm terribly, terribly sorry. Here's something that might blow some people's mind. This week marks the 30th anniversary of the recording of Guns N' Roses' Welcome to the Jungle. Wrestling Connection, it was the original theme for the Steiner Brothers. But the thing that may blow your mind if you are one of the older listeners, or maybe if you're not of Shake Them Ropes, is that right now, Guns N' Roses' Welcome to the Jungle is the same age as the Everly Brothers' Wake Up Little Susie was when Guns N' Roses' Welcome to the Jungle came out. That blows my mind for some reason, Rob. Any thoughts or no? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Who the hell are Guns N' Roses? (laughs) Really, fool? What? No. What the H is a welcome to the jungle? You know you've heard welcome to the jungle because you've been to sporting events. I know they play it at sporting events, of which you've been, so don't give me that crap. (laughs) Even Izzy slash an Axl Rose. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't have any thoughts about that, but we do have Billy Gunn to talk about later on in the show. Uh, I'm going to open up this show with the uh, Mr. Ass theme. Why not? We'll see if I uh, get to the editing of that or not. Uh, have, I love to hug him. I love to He loves to shake him. him. He loves to I kiss him. I love to him. shake him. Yeah, yes. I don't know why he loves to kiss him so much. That seems counterproductive. Um, but hey, he's an ass man. This this, is, you know what the Billy Gunn thing proves and we're not going to go into it just yet but uh the the lanza theory of buying tickets is correct you don't buy tickets before you hear a lineup Uh, whatever new japan is coming to the united states for true new japan shows you buy a ticket you don't care what the lineup is you're there to see the guys and you're going to see the guys you're going to you're going to see probably more singles matches than i would have expected uh, beforehand i mean you're getting a u.s title tournament you're getting a hiroshi tanahashi singles match Okay. You, and you're, and it's not against, I, I understand that Yoshihashi is getting a match, uh, you know, a singles match for a title in new Japan, not at one of these shows. I don't believe it is. Um, but you are getting a Hiroshi Tanahashi match. So what if it's against Billy Gunn? That's not, I, I'm not a hater of that match. That's a cool match. And you're getting a singles match from Tanahashi. what do you expect him to do? The guy's been selling an injury for the entire year as he does no. every year. And again, I liked that match better than actually the main event that everybody was raving about yeah. the 60 minute draw. But um, no, I, I'm fine with it. I I, I am. It, it's just one of those things where I think I think when the the rumors started that there, when the rumors started that it was going to be a couple of G1 shows possibly in Long Beach, everybody was sound. People were jumping the gun a little bit there, thinking yeah. they were going to be G1 uh, G1 special in USA. Uh, start, I see kick. what you did there. Hold on, jump the gun. Yep, gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Yep, William Jefferson Gunn, the third. 
Uh, you have, uh, so we're talking about Billy Gunn, obviously, a uh, former WWE superstar. Boom! Connection. You have a mini tournament, I guess, if you will. Four matches, eight men, a title for the IWGP US Championship, a new championship coming out. So you are going to have those four single matches on the first night of two nights of New Japan running uh, in California here in the U.S. Plus, you have Kazuchika Okada versus Cody Rhodes in a singles match, an IWGP title defense in the U.S. That's pretty big. And then on night Possible. two, night two, you're going to have the rest of the tournament matches plus Hiroshi Tanahashi and Billy Gunn. So yes, and yes, you are correct as you are stating. Cody Rhodes versus Kazuchika Okada is a possible. ROH champion versus IWGP champion. Oh, I think there's a possible title change. I've bought into that theory. That Cody Rhodes is going to win and beat Kazuchika Okada? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't think, think Cody Rhodes so, is but the I one. Th- but, 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 but the story's there if they want it. I think I think Cody Rhodes will be the ROH champion at the time, and I think you're going to have okay. the IWGP champ beating the ROH champ single. Mm, okay. Suck it, ROH. That's what's going to happen. I think that's going to happen. I don't see Okada losing. But well, I mean, I, I guess if the if the whole story with Kazushi Okada is that he keeps getting uh you know closer and closer to losing, and he just went to a sixty minute draw, I guess the next step would be to lose. Rob, let's cut to the chase. Why I'm really upset? Why are you really, really, really upset? No Toru Yano. <laughs> uh, is he not on the shows at all? Yeah, he is. He's on the shows. No, no he's not on the shows. Wow. He was in the ROH shows in Vegas, but not here. Yeah, that's sad for you. It's sad for you. You know who is on the shows, though? Your Battle of Los Angeles champion, probably, this year. Uh, no, go ahead. Who, uh, Hangman Page? No, you got... Uh, Jay you, Lethal? Hey, you got an eight-man tag team match. Billy Gunn's first night before he wrestles Hiroshi Tanahashi. You're going to have Tanaka and Kamatsu back in New yeah. Japan. You are going to have them on a New Japan show, uh, plus Yoshitatsu, because why not? That is uh, that is the uh, G1 special in USA talk here that you expected to open this week's episode of Shake Them Ropes. Yes. Uh, Shake Them Ropes, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Downcast, so many places. Uh, take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, we are coming up on the final episodes ever of Shake Them Ropes, so go ahead and rate and review us. Tell us what you thought of, uh, of the show. Wait what? Wait, what? Excuse me? This is episode 215. Catch previous episodes on Audioboom as well as the Voices of Wrestling.com website. And this episode, Jeff, hmm? as you are going out to recruit new partners of Shake Them Ropes... <laughs> I am so not. <laughs> recruiting is very important. We've talked to you about it before on this show. Go out right now and try ZipRecruiter. You can't find the best candidates by posting your job on just one site. You need to post on all the top job sites. And now you can do that with ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com, you post your job to 100 of the best job sites out there with all one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your position. And that's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, they don't depend on candidates finding you. They find the candidates. Over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. If you're trying to build a team, guys, you got to go to ZipRecruiter.com right now and build that team the smart and efficient way Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes. Not just large, not just small, all sizes. And right now, our listeners can start forming their own winning team on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash shake. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash shake. Try it today for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash shake. I'm using ZipRecruiter. Right now. Yeah, you better be. Yeah. You better I, be. If, you're, if your meeting tomorrow doesn't go well. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Behind the uh, scenes. No, uh, no. The, the, the co-host joke. Our friend, not that Tom Green, is doing a, uh, is doing a uh, charity show, uh, the Dynamite Cup. And his son, who <laughs> at Noli News, which is a fantastic, fantastic uh, thing. He does... Uh, I think he's four or five years old and he does wrestling news and wrestling opinion. Uh, but he's booking a Royal rumble style match. And I've decided that this child is a prodigy and would be the new co-host. Should Rob leave after dying of eating a hat? Um, 
And also just because his idea of a good, good match would be booking Bailey versus Braun Strowman and having Bailey go over. So I think his instincts are good. I don't know. Braun is uh, <laughs> Braun's the top guy. I don't know if you can have Bailey beat Braun. I would. Those, th- those are also the only two action figures he had at the time. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Inter- while you're, uh, while you're on the Twitter feeds of five-year-olds yes, doing very, very, very important work watching Raw and SmackDown in preparation for this Money in the Bank pay-per-view. You are correct, sir. The only thing of importance on Raw was that Samoa Joe Brock Lesnar segment. That was Um, awesome. Yeah, it it was fantastic. And it kind of got me hyped for Raw. And then the main event of the uh, tag title match, I think, was interesting. Um, When you were watching Raw and you saw the main event was going to be the best of three falls between the Hardys and Sheamus and Cesaro... Did you expect it just to be a match with a victory and then Raw goes off the air? Or were you expecting something, maybe not a title switch, but after the match was over, at least something else happening, even if it was just the return of the revival? I was expecting something to happen. Uh, I might have, but that might have been. Um, but I wasn't at the same time because I don't think they. I had bought into. I had bought into the theory of of the of the big time Monday Night Football game uh, theorem where. They put something on that's really big and the rest of it is utterly forgettable yeah. because they don't want to go up against, uh, in this case, the NBA playoffs. It's certainly how so it I seemed to appear. Yeah, so I wasn't expecting anything at the end, really. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even expecting a title change, oh. to be honest with you. I thought it was going to be a go-through-the-motions two out of three falls Well, that's match. why I thought maybe like the revival hap- coming back and maybe uh, setting yeah. up an attack or somehow getting involved because – and they're not the biggest stars in the block right now, but it would have been a cool moment. And then if you had people watching the basketball game and not watching Raw, you would get those people to either go to your social media or go to your website or watch the very next night. Like, oh, what happened? Did did the revival show up? Like, what? I, maybe I should be paying attention more. Uh, but to end it with just the win, I mean, that's kind of how Raw has been the last year. You know, how many Raws have we seen where Dean Ambrose just wins a match and then the show is over? Or Kevin Owens when he was around. Roman Reigns winning a match and then boom, show's over. Uh, we don't get those cliffhanger moments anymore. I, th- yeah. I, I kind of expected us to get one. But Raw started Samoa Joe, Brock Lesnar. Samoa Joe does the headbutt to Brock Lesnar. He takes him down. Like he gets the better of it. And then he kicks Brock in the face. Mm-hmm. And that's the turning point where I'm thinking Brock's like, okay, fuck this guy. I'm going to murder this motherfucker. I have the minions from Despicable Me in my head going, it's on, it's on. Um, I, uh, he looked yeah. so pissed. Not, Ooh. not like Brock Lesnar TV show pissed. He oh, looked no, like, was, who the hell is this guy to kick me in the face? That, that was Randy Orton accidentally getting split open a little bit too hard pissed that, that or, or, you know, that, that kind of pissed. Uh, yeah. And every time my cynicism gets the better of me, I watch a segment like this. And I go, this to me is the heart of great pro wrestling. They, we want to get lost in, in a feud where we think there's legitimate animus. I'm sure Brock said, yeah, go ahead and kick me. It might have been a little bit too hard. And he might not have been expecting it to be that hard. Well, it looked it looked as if that, you know, Brock was a little bit lower than he expected. Joe went for a kick and then he was kind of pushed yeah. into Brock because let's yeah. be real. There were 20 guys in the ring at the time. Like you when can't you- really control your movements too well. When you tell me it's about a finely choreographed match or it's about putting smiles on people's faces, no, it's about fighting. Yeah. It's about it's about an orchestration of a fight. And that hits my happy place every single time. Now the one other just random throwaway about this pull apart I watched, is Kurt Hawkins also a free agent in on Raw now? Um, he's been on Raw, son. He was part I of the superstar was- shakeup. Was he? I thought yes. he was a SmackDown. No, he was a SmackDown guy originally. Then he was moved to Raw. He's wrestled okay. on Raw before. I only say that because he is, of course. You forgot my, K- my kayfabe cousin. Yep, you forgot all about your cousin Kurt. Oh, uh, this so- is also, by the way, the uh, return of Dash Wilder. In this yeah, I saw that. Raw. I yeah. saw that. I, I, I didn't want. I didn't want the revival anywhere near that thing because that's the. Uh, that's the we you don't matter uh, pull oh, apart. It was the so you don't matter pull apart. Like mm-hmm. no Dean Ambrose, no Roman Reigns, no uh, no Miz. It was the you don't matter pull apart bra, and it was the return of the revival. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, so sad, so sad for them. Uh, but yeah, that segment ruled, and then the rest of Raw was the rest of Raw. We did yeah. get one cool moment in the rest of Raw. 
What, the Bailey hug moment? <laughs> no, that was not cool. That was, uh, that was the opposite of cool. The return and subsequent loss of Emma. Quite the that reaction. Was anti, that was anti club. Quite the reaction. Well, the way they built that segment, like they, they did the uh, return. Like here we are talking about how they're not going to have the revival return because no one's watching because of the NBA finals. And here they bring back Emma when no one's watching because of the NBA yeah. finals. And then I guess their, their justification is let's bring back Emma and then we'll have her lose because, Hey, no one's watching. Then why even bring her back? But the way they put her on the, uh, on the heel side, like she had to be the one to lose. You couldn't have Nia Jax lose. You couldn't have Alexa bliss lose. They're the two title contenders. No, you can have, you can always have Alexa bliss lose. Cause this is the, this is the move to do it in. You do it in the multi-person tag match and then you set up a contender for, you, for next year. Yeah, time. but you can't, if you're going to put Nia Jackson on her side, you can't have Sasha Banks beat her. You can't have, you know, unless they were going to book something like Nia Jax costing Alexa Bliss the loss. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, no, but I otherwise, yeah. So you had what Sasha Banks tapping out Emma to finish this match uh, with mm. Alexa Bliss walking out. So Emma's back. Hooray. Uh, did not put her on the SmackDown side. Like I thought they might, they might have put her on the SmackDown side. Uh, yeah. Did not happen. Uh, so I yeah, thought, those were yeah. those were my takeaways from Raw. Emma is back, and Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar is going to be the greatest match in the history of all wrestling. I'm thinking my instincts are correct on the Cass Enzo story. Um, it's starting to look that way. But I, you know what? I, if, <laughs> here. The traditional shake them ropes caveat. If they do it right, um, I, I I wouldn't mind a Sasha Emma nice little program as long as it's just not 50-50 if it's building up for a match, but that won't happen. But I, I'd like to see that. But yeah, no, after 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 that first segment, I, it was kind of uh, busy work for me. I did I did I did like the uh, <laughs> the, the second bear segment for Miz, but uh, other than that, yeah. I think people popped a little bit for that, the bear. Uh, but uh, I want Emma to go in there and just destroy everybody. I want Emma to be the Brock Lesnar of that division or something or or something. Just start kicking people in the head. I want Emma to go into business for herself. That's what I want to see out of her. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was raw. And then SmackDown, of course, was the go-home, if you will, show to Money in the Bank. So let's talk about this Money in the Bank pay-per-view coming up this Sunday. On WWE Network. I got to resubscribe. I don't know if my subscription is still good for the network. I haven't watched it since. Uh, what was the last pay-per-view? Extreme Rules? Yes. This was the last time I watched this network. Anything good been on? Did I miss a bring it to the table? <laughs> you missed a bring it to the table Monday. Oh, golly gee. Oh, darn. I guess I should um, go subscribe right now just so I can catch the encore. Actually, NXT has been very good. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, it's... NXT always uh, kind of, it's a strange roller coaster with NXT because after a takeover, the very next night or the very next they have to episode, build. they have to build. So well, they, no, yeah. I mean, it's not even about that. The very next week after takeover is the recap show. Mm. Now, this one had a few matches because they taped some before the takeover, but really it's a recap show and nothing of importance really happens. So all this momentum kind of gets lost. And then the first week afterwards, you start to see directions building up and it's an interesting episode to watch. And that was last week. But now it's back to the, you know, there's two months before a, another takeover special. Who knows what they're going to give us? Right now it looks like they're, you know, they're giving us heel Hideo Itami. So that'll be a fun change in direction for him. They're giving us super babyface Roderick Strong who has a newborn on the way. And can he take the title and get more money for his newborn son? And the women's title is still in flux. <laughs> and his moderately attractive wife or however Bobby Roode put it. Well, yeah, I mean, and Bobby Roode is, uh, Bobby Roode is really good in this role, but, um, yeah, it's just, a, it's, it's somewhat of a rebuilding time, but it's also like nothing that happens right now is going to be important at the next takeover, it seems. So no, what, you're, you're right. what are we, right. what are we paying attention to? You know, you're right on that moment, but, but while we're on NXT real quick, before we go into money in the bank, um, any, <laughs> you, you're probably gonna say no. So I'll, I'll, but I'll preface it with that. Any thoughts on this, on the, on this week's, um, leak that, that Hunter isn't happy with Vince's direction on some of his NXT projects? Well, I mean, I don't know. 
So what if he's not happy? What's gonna What's gonna happen? That's Nothing's what I. That's, happen that's, that's my exact thought. And what my what, exact pro- thought what NXT is... projects? Like what NXT projects oh, no, are doing no, well? The, no, 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 no. The Bailey, Sammy, Zayn type of the way that they're being handled. Yeah, Zayn of... won on SmackDown tonight, if I'm not mistaken. You know what I mean, though. Treating yeah. them kind of like geeks. Yeah. I, I, you know what I, but but again, look, I'll I'll reiterate my core my my position is that. I think people are reading far too much hope, giving themselves a hope spot for when Vince leaves the company that Triple H's voice is going to be the dominant one. I think Steph is still going to be very dominant and her instincts are closer to Vince than Triple H's are. I I would agree, but Triple H will have a, a larger voice in it. I mean, he's not going to be competing with the father-in-law. He's going to be... Uh, yes. it, no, there will be more give and take. Yeah, I, But there will man. still be... Same, not everyone can be a main eventer. Sami Zayn's going to be. Sami Zayn's been in a main event program ever since he's come to SmackDown. Well, let's get into Money in the Bank then, but since Sami Zayn is on that, he is, and we'll, he is we'll go more, and we'll that. go more into we'll go into more into Sami Zayn's uh, right presentation on this show. You're right with Bailey. Bailey's been a geek. She's been the worst. I mean, she is the absolute worst. And it's hard. It's heartbreaking. And for it me, sucks. Rob. You know it, that. Yeah. No, I know it sucks. It's not because of her by any means. It's just uh, she's. Not the right fit for what they're doing on the raw side right now. She, she should be living on a gold boat right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that wouldn't endear her to the kids, I don't think. Or do kids like gold boats? Uh, well, Are they big fans of gold boats? I'm not sure. I, boats in general, I think they don't like. You don't think kids like boats? Well, just well, kids who live on the coast probably do. Oh, okay. You don't think there's a kid in Idaho on the farm who loves boats? I think there might be one. There might, <laughs> there might be kids in this world who have never seen a boat. Not that there might be. I know there are. They've never seen a boat. And that's sad. Well, let's start. <laughs> oh, you want to start so bad? You want to start so bad, Jeff? Go start. What match you want to talk about first? How about this Breezango versus Colognes match we're going to get? I think it'll be decent. I think the Colognes did quite well for themselves in terms of that match, but that, that setup was garbage tonight. After, after, after the Usos came out, when they, when they timed the Brizongo entrance, that, that whole segment tonight was downhill after that. I, I just, it, it, it looked like they were going to start hot, like the Joe Lesnar feud with, but with new day and the Usos. And then it became clever little comedy, but, but at least, you know, at least the clones got, you know, some good moves in there before, you know, before the end of the match. But I, I think the fashion police, which I think they're going to now be referred to as uh, get the win here. Yeah, it seems like I was waiting for that to happen, too, because it's been Brizongo even all throughout this fashion police stuff. And it's mm-hmm. now to the point where fashion police have gotten over enough to where that'll be their name. They are. The well, you see them. You, 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 you can now hear them catching themselves on commentary, too. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm not saying Brizongo. Um, I do like uh, the New Day's gimmick. They have restored their gimmick of being friends with whoever interrupts them as long as they stand on their side of the ring. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who comes out. Like they're they're always uh, they're always a little uh, hesitant to be friends with somebody. But as the fashion police comes out and they start mocking the Usos, like the New Day warms up to them a little bit, and then all of a sudden they're just friends. Like hey, hey was- buddies. Yeah, and this was Kofi's first in-ring action since coming back. I thought he was quite good in it. Yeah, the uh, so that is probably going to be our kickoff show match. Most, uh, I would say, most likely. I don't know who else on the roster at this point can be in a match. Dillinger uh, squash. Yeah, maybe something maybe. like that. Um, maybe they put in that even on the uh, on the main show. Maybe they just put a little short Ty Dillinger match on there. I don't know what we're getting with Ty Dillinger yet, so we can't really preview. I don't even know if the Fashion Police and the uh, the former Shining Stars will be a match. It just seems like it. After this show, and we have the Ascension. Who knows what the Ascension will do, uh, if anything? Uh, plus, we did get uh, tonight the return of uh, Zack Ryder. We got yeah. on SmackDown the return of Zack Ryder, and it looks like they're going to be a tag team. I actually did watch the end of Talking Smack tonight uh, because the final segment on Talking Smack was Zack Ryder and Mojo Raleigh, and I wanted to see if Mojo was going to be, uh, you know, warmed Mojo? up to the idea. Mojo, yeah, if he was going to be warmed up to the idea. Of uh, joining a tag team again after being a single star. I almost thought we might have gotten the breakup of that team before they could even restart on this Talking Smack show. But no, 
They are friends. They are tag team partners. They will be in the tag team division. We once, have enough once they tag, talk to Shane, by the way. Yeah, we have we have enough tag team breakup angles going with Golden Truth and then with Cass and Enzo. Um, we don't need another one just yet. If you want to plant Not a yet. seed, that's fine. You, you know um, that will that will be a team where Mojo turns on Zach at some point. Really? I, I oh think, gosh! Yes. I think that I think that I think they do it the other way. I think they have Zach turn on Mojo. I guess. Well, you can do that, but that that's a team destined for a. Yes. A partner turns bad. Yes, that, that's a golden truth breakup oh, wing to happen after yeah. the goofiness gets over. Yeah. But uh, I'm more concerned that you lied to our audience. What did I do? I haven't watched the network. I don't know if my network subscription is still good. Here's the thing about me. All right. <laughs> I don't care about contradictions. <laughs> Quit trying to catch me. I'm going to contradict myself many, many times. My hypocrisy knows no bounds. That's right. I just, uh, whatever take I last gave <laughs> is forgotten as soon as I give the next take. Rob, I think there are some Shake Them Ropes listeners who will never trust you again. They've, they right. learned to love and now you broke their heart. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to you kids out there. Oh my gosh. You <laughs> you trust me. I'm the I'm the world's most much like this is, Much like this is not one of the last Shake Them Ropes episodes that you dropped earlier in this show no. that I know. I get married in a few weeks. I don't know. The, the life may change a little bit. I don't know. I don't have my invitation yet. Oh, um, about that. <laughs> about we'll that. Talk, we'll talk about that after the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We won't, actually. Oh, anyway. Uh, Money in the Bank. Yeah, we had Zack Ryder returning. Um, the Usos and the New Day for the tag team titles. This is a match that's happening. I don't care who wins. I don't care who loses. My question to you is which member of the New Day will not be in the match? I'm going to go with Xavier Woods not being in the match. Seems uh, to be going right. back to Going back to classic New Day, even though I thought that Kofi and Xavier worked quite well uh, tonight, which is nice to see, given that they don't usually work together. Um, but I think the Usos retain... Um, Probably it, but through shenanigans or through a blind kick or wh- what have you. But I think this is the first match of a few for big cards. Um, I want the New Day to win. I want them to win decidedly. I want the Usos to go away, never come back. Uh, but I don't okay. know what you do next with them. American Alpha is nowhere to be seen. There's there's a couple of guys that are nowhere. Uh, yeah, I, I would probably say the Usos are going to win too. Uh, we have SummerSlam just around the corner. You do a big New Day Usos uh, tag team title match if you want to. Although I feel like with we uh, with us getting on these big cards, the SummerSlam being a dual branded show, that the tag team divisions the way they're at actually on both shows right now, we're destined to where we're going to get those multi man matches for the tag team division just to get everyone on the show. Like we're going to have a four way <laughs> on the SmackDown tag title side at SummerSlam. We might have a three way or a four way on the Raw tag team title side that on these big shows, you don't really see one team versus one team. I could be, I could be wrong. I, I don't know. What, no, I don't know I think if that's that, been true the last couple of uh, big pay-per-views, no, but this is their, this is their move with tag teams and with the women's division is they just throw everybody in the match at once. Yep. Everyone in there, all the women. Um, I mean, we talked about this last week when they finally gave Naomi a tag or a, a title match in the show. Very happy about that. Uh, I see some groans on the Twitter feed. I see some uh, happiness on the Twitter feed. More groans, I would say, that Lana is the challenger on this show. But this is still the brand split. This isn't the most important match in the show. It's good that Naomi is getting a title defense on this show. When they announced the Women's Money in the Bank, I feared that Naomi would not be getting a match in the show. It's happening. It's a plus. I don't think Lana's going to win. And if she does, all hell might break loose. Because do you know, Jeff, right now, who is the favorite on all the UK betting sites to win the women's Money in the Bank match? No, I do not. It's Carmella. And she's a big favorite. James Ellsworth may be getting involved. So you, in theory, could have heel Lana as the champion. With a heel Carmella, like just hiding around, waiting for her spot. And then who becomes the challenger for an, uh, for Alana? Is it Charlotte? Is it Becky? Is it Naomi still for a couple of months? 
Like it would it would create interest in the division uh, just to see like what are they going to do. But I worry that Lana as the champion, especially with that horrible finisher. I mean, that finisher is the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, you uh, you got uh, you got some discussion in the other neighborhood about your distaste for this finisher. It's the dumbest finisher ever. First of all, it's like a whole minute of Lana trying to figure out where she wants to put her opponent's arms. And then it doesn't even play into the move at all. Like there's a whole lot of unnecessary motion and it's not unnecessary motion. That's like flashy. It's like putting limbs in certain places. Like someone tweeted at me cause I, I posted about how this is the worst finisher of all time. Okay. Cause basically it's a spine buster with a minute long setup that doesn't matter. Okay. Someone tweeted at me, the rock, like the people's elbow. That's a whole lot of unnecessary motion. At least it was flashy. Like, yes, it doesn't matter, but it's flashy. Lana's just putting an arm up here and putting a leg up here. Just do a goddamn spine buster. There is no worse finisher than Sergeant Slaughter's Cobra Clutch. At least he's choking the uh, dude out. All right. Well, Choke. no, no, no. The 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 one the, the one that was the uh, the atomic noogie, where he would grind the fist into the. Uh, what was that one? That that's the one I was thinking of. The one where he would just grind a fist in the guy's forehead and the guy would submit or whatever. That that that's the dumbest finisher ever. Well, yeah, that's dumb. This is a look. This is a story sports entertainment match, uh, and so they're going to play the story out. I got news for you. Twitter's going to be upset because I think Lana's getting this title. Ooh, Lana as the women's champion. Poor Naomi. I guess I guess not so much poor Naomi that she did end up winning because she had a couple of roadblocks to her winning the championship. But poor Naomi. Yeah, they see something in Lana, though. They see something in this. They hear the pops. I think I think they go with it here. Na- and again, and I, and, I, and I think Naomi gets her rematch eventually, but I think she is so mad at the way Lana did it. Cause she probably cheated that she demands to be put in the money in the bank match. I do. I think later in the match, Naomi is in that money in the bank. Okay. I don't think she wins. You but, are, but you are going out on a limb there that, that Naomi will be in the money in the bank match. I don't see that happening, but maybe, uh, Hey, there you go. Hang your hat on it. That, that would be oh. a, a good call. If that ends up uh, happening, I will hang the hat. You will never eat. I, I already ate it. We just haven't gotten to that linear time yet. Like life isn't linear, you know. I've uh, I've gone to the I think future. Life, hold on, back. hold on. I think I think life is quite linear. Oh, okay. All right. If you say so. If you say so. Um. Lana as the champion. So Naomi will have gone from winning the title to not wrestling for the title in the last pay per view to losing it in her first. This would be her first pay per view title defense, is it not? From WrestleMania. Yes. I think this is it. Oh, and to lose it to Lana. I don't know. I don't know. She probably wouldn't be happy about that. And then maybe she wrestles twice in that women's money in the bank match. So be it. But yeah, Carmella, the number one favorite to win that match right now. Jeff, do you think WWE has gotten their money's worth from James Ellsworth? I think James Ellsworth is one of the best investments for dollar to appearance that they've ever gotten. <laughs> I think he's more than over delivered. Um, I think he's I think he's falling off the top of that ladder to uh, Sunday, in some way. I think he's probably getting a Bexplex at some point. Okay. Um, you know, <laughs> I I love James Ellsworth. I think he's I think he's the most compelling thing at times about this women's division because they script it so poorly. What, um, what does so- Carmella What does Carmella see in Mister Ellsworth? Like, well, you know what. If if he helps her win this money in the bank, that's time well spent. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, uh, do you think he? Uh, I mean, hopefully he treats her well. You know, do you think there's there's something going on at home? Like he's good. Uh, you know, he does the he does the chores and everything. He makes they're everything just friends. safe. Oh, they're, they're just friends. Oh, they're just friends. friends. Oh, just yeah. friends. Interesting. Just friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't buy that. Don't buy that at all. He's the one attacking Cass, bro. <laughs> Something's happening. Something's happening. Uh, before we get into the rest of the matches, I want to let the people know that if you have not already signed up for Blue Apron coming this June and July, you still have time. Still have time. Still great meals happening at the rest of this month. I actually just ordered mine uh, literally an hour before we went on the show when I was oh. definitely not watching the WWE Network because I don't know if my <laughs> subscription is valid. 
<laughs> I was ordering uh, the meals. I'm getting some seared steak with potato nice. fingers coming up. Yes, I ordered uh, I ordered some food uh, today from Blue Apron because, you know, we've been getting it for the last year and it is awesome. You need to try it. They are the number one fresh ingredient service uh, in the country. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. So when James Ellsworth is cooking for Carmela at home, he could be cooking Blue Apron. He doesn't have time. He's he's on the road. Carmel's on the road. They don't have time to go out to the grocery store and shop for ingredients. Get ingredients delivered to you and then cook them easily. Blue Apron makes it happen. Cooking together builds strong family bonds, as does helping your lady win the Money in the Bank ladder match. Blue Apron is fantastic. Uh, again, uh, if you don't live alone, it, it's, it's great to do as a group thing if you have a family or a significant other. Um, I will put over their customer service as being absolutely fantastic because I had some questions. Um, if you get an ingredient that's not up to snuff, they will replace it. They will give you plenty of credits to go along with it probably as well. Uh, they they bend over backwards for the customers. I, I cannot recommend Blue Apron enough. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash shake. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So do not wait anymore, people. Go now. BlueApron.com slash shake. That's BlueApron.com slash shake. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. The men's Money in the Bank ladder match happening this Sunday. This, are we uh, going to do the women's first, or are we going to do the women's later? Or uh, sir, we just did the women's Money in the Bank match. You didn't pick a, you didn't pick a winner. Yeah. I'm glad you noticed that. The men's Money in the Bank ladder <laughs> match coming up. I think Charlotte's winning it. Go ahead. Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, Dolph Ziggler, and my favorite to win the match, the lone wolf, Baron Corbin. These are the six guys in this match. Uh, I thought it was funny. We talk about the fashion files earlier. We talk about uh, the fashion police, Tyler Breeze, Fandango. Uh, a nice little Easter egg in tonight's fashion files where they have, <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, Sammy Zane, a picture of smiling Sammy Zane on the board as a suspect with the word generic under him and their notes of, he needs a mask. If they start doing more of those like subtle little hints, this thing even gets even better. Um, not even hints, but like subtle little jabs at, at the different characters on the show. I thought that was funny, but, uh, yeah, Sammy Zane gets the win on SmackDown this week building up that, hey, even Sami Zayn might have a shot to win. Uh, he has no shot to win. Right now, I would put Baron Corbin as the number one possibility of winning, and I would have AJ Styles as second. Nakamura got the briefcase at the end, so he is also not winning. Um, and it's a cool way that, I mean, not a cool way, but this is the type of match where he doesn't have to win, and he's not really getting a loss if he loses. Like, he just doesn't have to play into it at all. Let's talk a little bit about Sami Zayn before I give my winner, shall we? Um, I had a discussion. I had a discussion tonight. Uh, I I don't like this presentation of Sami Zayn. I know it's funny and humorous and and things, but I always <laughs> is, my, is it humorous? Are you laughing? Sin, Are you laughing at the Sami Zayn? I'm not, I'm not because my cynicism kicks in in that this is a this is how we think of Sami Zayn type of thing, but, but it does entertain some people as, as I found out tonight. Um, I am of the opinion that if they did this presentation, if this was El Generico being this, this overly enthusiastic dork, as opposed to Sammy Zayn, it wouldn't, it would much like blue blazer. Owen Hart would help Sammy Zayn out a lot more because Sammy Zayn still has Sammy Zayn still gets a great reaction from people. And, and I think it's hurting. I think it's hurting him. In some ways, that's that's just my opinion. Um, what what's yours? I mean, I just I'm going to ask the uh, Twitter audience at Shake Them Ropes: Has Sami Zayn been entertaining in the last few weeks on SmackDown? Because I don't uh, I don't think that's coming back good for Sami Zayn. I th- I think the hardcores won't, but but the but I think there's a certain. Remember, we are different than their casual audience. I think there's a certain casual audience that likes this, that, mm-hmm. that is entertained by him being a dork like this. Um, but they're at the same time, they're viewing him as a dork. Yeah. Well, no, he is a dork. I mean, we talked about it last week on the show. 
that not only has he been a dork, but he's also Sami Zayn's cheer or uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's cheerleader. Yeah, he was promoting my, Shinsuke Nakamura in the Money in the Bank match more than he was himself. My my issue is kind of the Bailey parallel in that straight ahead good guys always get just they they don't know how to write them, so it it drives me a bit insane at times. Now the one thing we did decide. Uh, in talking, uh, myself, uh, Anna Boward, and Sean Ross Sapp, which I thought was a brilliant idea, is that if you really wanted to let Sami Zayn win this, even though he has no chance, it would be great if he would talk himself out of cashing in the money in the bank briefcase a few times and just having a, having a referee just, are, are you cashing this in or not? Nope, not ready yet. He starts running down the the the... the the ramp and they just got nope 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 i'm I'm going back I, I think that'd be that'd be in their entertainment style wheelhouse but uh my opinion is that they give they give the false hope spot to Sami Zayn. baron corbin comes in ruins sammy's moment grabs the briefcase if they went with that it would also heal him out wouldn't it i mean that would that would be the uh the heel turn of Sami Zayn. He- He'll, why? Because Sam, Sammy would ju- Sammy would be uncertain. This was the time to cash in the money in the bank. People would, would start getting annoyed that they're losing out on a big moment. They would start like booing Sammy for not actually cashing in. This would be a heel turn of Sammy Zayn. I oh, there's a way absolutely. To do it. There's a way to do it where where it'd be more for comedy than for and also and also heel-ish. who's who's going to cheer for a guy who chickens out a couple of times. Uh, if they did that story, that would be the unequivocal. Did I say that right? Hopefully, turn of Sami Zayn. That would that would not be endearing. That would not be comical. Eventually, like if they did that three or four times, you'd be hearing the booze. You'd be hearing. The you booze. know how they? No, you know how they say that. They have Sami Zayn come out to cash, and then Baron Corbin just kills him on the way to the ring, so he can't cash in. Okay, but that's a, that's a whole different story than him chickening out no, and, and no, wondering if it's the right time. If well, he stops from doing it, being uncertain and ju- and uh, well, more more not chickening out, but you know th- how his character now is basically he talks too much. So, but in, in terms of strategy and things like that, so he he would he would end up talking himself out of this being the perfect time. I, I understand be- that you could get like the neurotic sympathy, like yes. if that's his character, if he's the Sheldon of WWE. Yes. But I, I don't think that could play well when you have okay. a crowd who wants to see a cash in and wants to see Sami Zayn go for the you're title right. and then he you chickens out every time. You're right. In the end, they, they, that'd be blue balling the audience. Yes, it would not. It would not be helpful. It would not be helpful at all. But I do think I agree with you. I think Baron Corbin's winning this because I think there's the reason that Sami Zayn has had his number all these weeks is to eventually have Sami Zayn appear to have one upped him to get the briefcase and only for Baron Corbin to thwart him. And it gives you flexibility whether AJ Styles is the champion or if Randy Orton is the champion at some point. Um, no matter who become hell, if John Cena becomes the champion on the SmackDown side at some point, uh, it it usually is kind of good to have a heel as that uh, holder of the briefcase because uh, it builds some heat for when he eventually does cash in and just beat the the face champion easily. So you I mean Ross Raw superstar John Cena? Well, free agent. Slash free agent. Free agent John Cena. Let's get into this before we talk about the main event of Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton. Uh, just out of nowhere, you know, John Cena apparently his WrestleMania match was the last in a SmackDown contract. Uh, what a small contract he had. Um, that panic that panic button is being hit. Oh yeah, he's he's gonna be showing up on both uh, both sides for a short time. Uh, probably more raw than SmackDown. He's going to be on the July 4 SmackDown and then be on raw a few times. And we'll see who, uh, is, is that why Kurt Angle was so happy? Is that why Kurt Angle is now getting happy? You know what? You know what is so mind numbingly obtuse about this is that not only does it make you appear like you're panicking because of ratings and you need the stars over there in storyline, it makes raw look like they're burying SmackDown and it makes the SmackDown quote unquote management look like complete and utter buffoons. Well, if he, if he signs with raw, yes, if he signs with them, but right now he's a free agent, he hasn't committed to anyone yet. You think he's the opponent of Roman reigns on, uh, at SummerSlam? I think it's a possibility dream. They build it up as a dream match and you know, that kind of, I, it, I think it depends on if Strowman's back. They may do Strowman and Cena. Could, That's a possibility. Could do Strowman and Cena. Could do uh, could do Roman and Braun uh, again. Um, 
yeah, I just, uh, I, yeah, John Cena's going to be appearing on, uh, on the big shows. He's going to be on, I don't know if he's going to be on Great Balls of Fire. Probably not. That would be a really short turnaround. Uh, definitely going to be on SummerSlam, but then the winter's going to come and he's going to go away again. Like, he, he does this. He'll go away. He'll come back for WrestleMania season, Royal Rumble. So why not just have him on whatever shows? Get him for the dates that you can get him on. That's, that's the big thing. I'm not too worried about John Cena in storyline mode anymore. Because he's, he's becoming closer and closer to that part-timer. He's as close to a part-timer as you can call a full-timer, really. Yeah, right. Brock, than, Brock than him. Brock than him, than Jericho. And Jericho's a different breed right now. Because uh, when he is in, he's in gung-ho, house shows and all. Uh, but then he takes a step back for, for a brief time to go tour, and then he then he'll come back. So yeah, that's uh, that's the John Cena story. Free agent John Cena. I mean, basically his nickname at this point until he signs somewhere. He is John the free agent Cena coming back to a show near you, except for except if you're a house show town. He will not be there. You will not be seeing house show John anytime soon. Uh, Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton. It is the WWE Championship match. And at this point, I believe it is just a basic match. Am I wrong? Uh, you are not wrong at all. It is a straight-ahead forward uh, typical match. Straight-ahead rematch. Randy Orton, Jinder Mahal. Uh, this is a show because we have on the main roster right now, or on the main show, only five matches. The Money in the Bank matches are going long, both of them. Uh, the Usos and the New Day could be a 15-minute match there. Uh, what, whether they add a Ty Dillinger match or someone else in a singles match, who knows? That'll kill 10 minutes or so. Uh, Jinder and Randy Orton are going to have to go 15 to 20. Just, I mean, if you're timing this show out, even with the conservative estimates of doing like three and four minute video packages before each match, even adding a 10 minute match with Ty Dillinger, like the main event has to go at least 15 unless they're going to, you know, end the show very, very early. Uh, so mm -hmm. this will be a big one. This will be a big one. And I do not see after all the hype uh, and after all the build, if the purpose for giving Jinder Mahal this big push is for emerging markets um, or just building a new star, you know, building a new star who can be on the main event level when you're short of main eventers, especially with John Cena gone, whatever the motive is having Jinder Mahal lose this title right now doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. So I think Jinder Mahal is going to win. And what happens with Rusev? Does Rusev come back on this pay-per-view at all? And does he play a hand in the main event? Is he going to be a, another big push on the SmackDown side? Uh, there is intrigue in this match. Not just for the match itself, but what will happen with the title and what will happen with any third parties who get involved. I am not going down this Rusev interferes again uh, road. I, I put my hat on that once and I don't think they're going to pay it off. But I think they're keeping Rusev off in order to get Lana over in some ways. Uh I disagree with you that Randy that uh, that Jinder Mahal wins. I think Randy Orton wins by DQ. Uh, I think the Singh brothers get involved, now, and whether or not Jinder sees this involvement <laughs> is is a different story. Because there is a story there to be told that Jinder Jinder may win clean due to the Singh brothers' uh, interference and not realize it, and then get full of himself that he can beat Randy Orton on his own. Cause that's a story that's been told with Seth Rollins before. Uh, I, I also put out the possibility that Bob Orton may be an equalizer, but mm. after, after I was reminded then of the, uh, of the way undertaker got angry at Bob Orton for the hep C thing that they may not want to work with Bob Orton again for that reason. But that's what I was thinking was going to happen. But I think ultimately gender, gets in over his head. They find a way to get DQ'd. Randy Orton wins, and that then puts a stipulation match for the title um, at SummerSlam. All right, so stipulation match for the title. Randy Orton wins by DQ. Uh, so we're both in agreement that Jinder Mahal is the champion. Jinder Mahal is the, is yeah. the champion coming out of Great, you, or not Great Balls of Fire, but out of Money in the Bank. Heading into Great Balls of Fire, a show he won't be on, because that's the yes. Raw pay-per-view with Thanks, the big main Rob. event. Thank of, you, Rob. Of Samoa Joe mm -hmm. and Mr. Brock Lesnar. Um, it is time for a brand new segment inspired <laughs> by a brand old segment on Shake Them Ropes. It is This Week in Astery. 
the one Billy Gunn. I picked a good one for this debut segment this week in Astery. This week, the best of Billy Gunn. Uh, did you know, Jeff, that in 2000, Steve Austin was in a storyline in WWE where he was looking for the culprit of who ran him over? Of course, yes, we I'm, would. I'm aware of this story. Yes, it was a, it was a somewhat big storyline at the time. Um, we, of course, found out that Rikishi was the driver of the vehicle I, that ran over Steve Austin. He he did it I for did the it rock. For the rock. Yeah, he 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 did it for the rock. He <laughs> was this during it. also the GTV run? During uh, the I feel like GTV was a little sooner than that, but okay. it was around. I mean, it was all the same thing. I mean, it was all right. around there. Uh, it was happening. Um, Billy Gunn was out for a little bit. He comes back in October of 2000 and his debut segment, his return segment as the one Billy Gunn was being called a suspect in the running over of Steve Austin by Mick Foley. So Mick Foley brought Billy Gunn back to raw to explain himself, to clarify whether he was or was not the driver of the vehicle that ran over Steve Austin. And I remember going into this segment that, uh, and Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer was writing about it. And a lot of rumors back then that Billy Gunn was in for a big push coming, that they I were rebranding that. him. He was going to be a he was going to be a big superstar on Raw. And here he is. His first segment back is against Steve Austin. And you're thinking, OK, Billy Gunn, Steve Austin, that's certainly a way to get, uh, you know, Billy Gunn back. It's probably a step down for Steve Austin, but it's a way for uh, for getting Billy Gunn back. He comes out, says he is not the driver. He was not the vehicle's driver running over Steve Austin. He didn't do it for The Rock. He didn't do it for anyone because he didn't do it. Goes on to talk about some information. This was the beginning of the feud of Billy Gunn and Steve Austin. But sadly, in the very second segment, Steve Austin eliminates Billy Gunn with a stunner, brushing him back to the midcard, thus ending the feud all in the span of five minutes. This week in Astory was the Steve Austin Billy Gunn feud that lasted five minutes. When is Gunn's ascent to King of the Ring? That was uh, well before. Oh, God. King of the Ring 99? Oh, was it? Okay. King, I want to say I, King my, of the Ring 99, man. Look, I will, I, will never, I will never deny that Billy Gunn was always... Superstar. Looked like a superstar. I mean, he's taller than you think he is. Oh, he's super he's huge. Six four. He's six four and he's big. He's and you're so just large. like he was towering I, over Steve Austin in this segment. Yeah, you, it, it, TV makes him shorter for some reason, or the Land of Giants makes him shorter because in real life you just look at him and you go, "My God, <laughs> he's built like a professional linebacker." Um, and you know what is his matches in new Japan before this, they were perfectly, I mean, look, I think Tanahashi, my, my joke was Tanahashi is going to help Billy Gunn get to a four and a quarter star match or thereabouts. And Billy Gunn's going to end up getting signed by the WWE for one last run. Oh, I, I think, I, I, I think he already think, had his last run. He could be, no, a, he had the new age. He had the yeah. new age outlaws. That run. was the last I think run. Oh, you nah, think so? That's the last run. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they can put him on the he's, SmackDown side. Baron Corbin, Billy Gunn for your main event of WrestleMania. He's 54, though. That's he's just. Old. He's old. Uh, listen to this run. The 1999 King of the Ring. Billy, Billy Gunn went through Ken Shamrock in three minutes. And then <laughs> Kane in five minutes. And then X-Pac in five minutes to be your 1999 King of the Ring. What a loaded show this was. Undertaker and The Rock for the title. The absolute destruction of Billy Gunn after this King of, by Edge and Christian. Mm. In that promo after Edge won King of the Ring, where he basically says, I don't want to Billy Gunn this title. Don't Billy Gunn it. That was absolute burial. The very next pay-per-view was fully loaded. Uh, listen to how Billy Gunn followed up his big King of the Ring victory. He lost in a tag team match. His partner was China. They lost to Road Dog and X-Pac. Yep. Of course. Yeah. Yep. Way that to was... follow up on making that new star, guys. Oh, that was William Jefferson Gunn. But hey, but hey, Billy Gunn came back in 2000 to get stunned by Steve Austin. What a comeback. What a What a return. And then he was never the same again. He was never the same again. 
Uh, now, did you watch that on the WWE Network? I did not. I watched that on YouTube. <laughs> that is a uh, that is a segment on the YouTubes because I was looking. I was I was trying to see what should I watch that's Billy Gunn, um, and I was like, I don't want to watch a match. I want to watch a Billy Gunn talking segment, and that's the first one that popped up. His return in 2000. I figured that it was probably going to be like a Billy and Chuck moment or like one of those DX skits where they make fun of Billy Gunn because he's the worst talker out of everybody. Yeah, but no. No, it was a, it was the return. Billy Gunn, five minutes in and out, getting stunned by Steve Austin. Uh, Mara Ranallo uh, announced uh, by uh, by Bellator MMA today that he is the new announcer for certain selected events on Bellator. So he's getting and back Mike into Goldberg. the U.S. MMA. Yeah, Mike Goldberg will announce the events that Mara's not on, and Mara will announce the events that Mike Goldberg is not on. So you got two new play-by-play guys, um, Mara and uh, Mike Goldberg. It sounds like Morrow's right. going to be announcing the pay-per-view coming up for Bellator with Mike Goldberg announcing the Spike TV portion. So, yes, Morrow Ronaldo back in MMA in the U.S. So when Morrow does this, New Japan's coming calling, right? Well, because they'll have where to because JR is done where, in January, so he's probably the next yes. one up. Yeah, he's probably coming okay. back. My question, is Morrow purely Axis? Or is there a three-man booth with Kevin Kelly involved, or does he replace Kelly completely? What? Kevin Kelly isn't anywhere to, for like English commentary in New Japan. Yes. No, not on New Japan World. No, Mara will be the the Access TV TV okay. show. That's what I'm checking. Yeah. Yeah, but you never know. I mean, if New Japan like severs ties completely with the Ring of Honor, because really, if you're Ring of Honor, I mean, you kind of need New Japan stars for your big events. I don't think Kevin Kelly has. Any, I don't think the, the commentary team has anything to do with Ring of Honor, though. That's a yeah. separate deal because Kevin Kelly left Ring of Honor because they wouldn't let him do the New Japan shows, and he yeah. wanted to. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it all plays out. But Mara will probably be announcing New Japan on TV somewhere at some point again because I mean, they're going to lose Jim Ross at some point. So Mara Ronaldo getting back in the game. Uh, what do you think about Booker T? Uh, Booker T going to be on Raw commentary for a little bit longer. Looks like David Otunga is being transitioned. Uh, Maybe to pre-show events, you know, the movie's over, uh, the movie filming, which was the excuse for him not being on commentary anymore. Uh, I, I don't think he's coming back. I think he's fully done with commentary and he's just going to be used in other situations. And Booker might be our full-time Raw guy. I thought Booker was dreadful during that first segment. I wanted him to be more hyped for this fight rather than just kind of like, oh, here we go. You know, that kind of thing. I think he needed to convey that kind of emotion. I... Look, this this whole commentary situation across the board on every show isn't very good. So I can't say, wow, that's a real improvement over David Otunga. It's an improvement. I'm not sure if it's for the better because Booker has his own idiosyncrasies. And uh, look, I love Booker T. I just, I always find he kind of takes away more than he gives. Um, I'd much be much happier with just Cole and, and Corey Graves. But uh, if this is the way they're going to go. You know, it's fine, I guess. I just, I, I, if the problem isn't who's on commentary per se, the, 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 the problem is the attitude towards commentary and how it's more about phrases and buzzwords and nicknames rather than an actual sports type feel for me. But that's, that's my personal preference. The poll this week at Shake Them Ropes. Has Sami Zayn been entertaining the last few weeks on SmackDown Live? You can vote at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. 64% as of uh, this moment say yes, Sami Zayn has been entertaining. And while you were mm. talking there, Jeff, while you were talking, I did some uh, research. I do indeed still have a subscription to the WWE Network. In the world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.